Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike Dell, and this is Mike Dell's World Mobile. I forget what number it is. I think it's 203 or 204, but uh, I'll, I'll make a make it right when I post this. Uh, this is going to be one of the weird ones. Maybe long, I don't know. I'm just starting out. It's a little bit before sunrise on Saturday the 18th of January 2014. Oh, Happy New Year's. You know it's been a long time since I've done one of these. So I forget what I've told you. So I'm just going to randomly pick up the mic and talk as I drive along here. Uh, it's going to be a long day. Uh, I am currently... Oh, between Mancelona, Michigan, and Alba, Michigan, on what's known as the Alba Highway. Uh, might as well be the uh, Alcan Highway <laughs> or some other Arctic something or another because it's uh, snow-covered and uh, more fit for a snowmobile than a minivan. But that is what it is. Let's see, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I know I haven't uh, told you about the job change, or if I have, uh, it was a long time ago. But as you know, I've been, uh, I had been for the last year and a half uh, driving for a uh, courier expedite company, uh, hauling everything from computer parts to body parts for a transplant to you know, whatever needs to get there quick. Uh, dealing with the airlines and putting cargo on the airlines and uh, driving stuff all over the state and sometimes out of state. And uh, I want to say in August, I got a phone call from a print shop in town, a fairly well-established uh, commercial print shop, and they were in need of a graphic artist which is what I did for the prior 18 years before I started the driving gig. And uh, being as though the driving gig was getting a little, uh, how should I say it, uh, you know, tedious, and it was, you know, you couldn't schedule anything because you never knew when you were going to get the call to go and and all that. So I thought, what the heck, I'll go uh, drive a desk for a while. And so uh, I took him up on the offer and... Uh, so since the uh, last week of August, uh, I've been working in the print shop. But I'm still on the list for the courier company. Since it was an independent contractor job, you know, you just tell them your availability. And by the way, those who know northern Michigan, I'm just passing Spike. Although you would never know it because the roof is covered. That's an inside joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I've just passed Spike. Uh but anyway, so yeah, I've been uh, driving the desk, uh, you know, designing stuff and, and uh, making other people's designs work on printing presses, you know, like I'd been doing for 18 years. And uh, it was kind of good to get back to it. Uh, the technology hadn't really uh, progressed much, so uh, in fact, uh, the shop I'm at, technology was just a tad less than the shop that I'd left uh, a year and a half before. It's a different company, a much smaller company, which uh, I actually like. Uh, I like that fact. Uh, 
just because, uh, you know, the company I was with, uh, you know, started out when I, when I started there 18 years before I left, there was maybe 25 employees and they had grown to almost a hundred employees with, you know, roughly a hundred thousand square foot facility. And, uh, there was more meetings per week than there were per year, you know, when I first started and, you know, it got very corporate. It wasn't that corporate's bad. It's just, I don't function well in corporate environments. (laughs) I found that out. Uh, at least in big corporate environments. Uh, I still am working with Blueberry and Raw Voice, which is a corporation, but it's also an independent contractor gig, and and it works out really well. Uh, between the two of those, it uh, you know just keeps my mind going. Uh, between that and then you know I have the occasional driving job. You know, for the most part, for the most part with a driving gig, it's, uh, you know, hey, we need you to go pick up something at the hospital and deliver it to the airport. So, you know, I go drive two hours uh, to, it's a different hospital, different town than I, I live in. It's Petoskey instead of Traverse City. So I have to drive an hour up there, get whatever it is from the hospital, and usually blood samples or bone marrow samples or something. I don't, you know, whatever, it's just a box to me. And then I take it to the airline counter in Traverse City and uh, ship it off to wherever it's going. And I'll do that maybe once a week or once every other week. And then on Saturdays, usually, now this Saturday's odd. I'll get to that as I progress along here. But uh, then on Saturdays, they've been running uh, a post office route. And what that is is uh, FedEx has this thing called Smart Post. It's where FedEx delivers the packages from their origination to whatever post office is closest to the delivery. And then the post office delivers it as parcel post. And it saves FedEx money uh, and saves you money because it costs a lot less. And, of course, uh, if you ever uh, order anything from Woot.com, it's that... uh, company that has the the deal of the day or whatever they they uh, ship via smart post and uh, the logo for smart post that they use is a snail in other words uh, you're not gonna get it fast but you're gonna get it cheap <laughs> but anyway they have facilities all over the country that uh, the fedex truck pulls up to this facility a big warehouse and uh, overnight and the guys sort it out and then they have route route drivers, route drivers, whatever you want to call them, that uh, pick up the boxes for, you know, X number of post offices. And, you know, at, at where I work, uh, that part of the business, it ranges from, you know, people with 26-foot straight trucks with lift gates all the way down to uh, people in minivans. And, you know, it depends on which post offices and how many packages and whatever. So I've been running some smart post routes uh, or post office routes either in my minivan or uh, the company's uh, big diesel cargo van and uh, so I do that on Saturdays usually I'm done by noon whatever you know depends on where I'm going and uh, so it's been nice you know it's kind of a part-time thing I get a little little bit of windshield time and 
It's when I get to uh, catch up on normally listening to podcasts. This, in this case, uh, producing one <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, Chrysler minivan mobile studio driving through the frozen tundra of northern Michigan. So that today they had a fairly routine, normal thing. You know, uh, the warehouse also warehouses parts for uh, computer companies. Uh, you know, such as uh, Cisco and Dell and, you know, whatever. And then their technicians say they need a part. They're working on the cash register at Walmart or whatever, and they need a part. And it's warehoused in our warehouse. They'll call us up and say, hey, uh, you know, we need to go uh, pull this part and uh, deliver it to the Walmart wherever. Or deliver it to Office Max or wherever they're working, you know. It's one of those things, and that, that's how you get your parts. Like, you know, if you, if you have a Dell computer and you ever called in-home service and the technician shows up with a, a hard drive already configured and ready to go to replace the one that, that crapped out in your system, well, he gets that hard drive from uh, an outfit like what I work for. Because, you know, rather than having to ship everything from a central point in the United States, they warehouse them around. And uh, usually, you know, no less or no more than uh, six hours away from wherever, you know. But uh, today, what was somewhat routine, it, uh, every once in a while we'll have a part in our warehouse that uh, another warehouse doesn't have and needs. And what they'll do is they'll pull apart and then we'll take it to uh, the airport, put it on an airplane and it's up there in a few hours and or wherever in a few hours and somebody picks it up and then they go out to the field and fix whatever's broke yeah all that to say is uh <laughs> went to the airlines this morning and uh there's one particular person that works at one particular airline i'll call it acme airlines and if you know the airline pilot guy you'll know which airline i'm talking about but acme airlines uh, counter people in traverse city there's some that are really good at uh cargo and have a great attitude about it and other people that absolutely hate your guts when you walk in there with cargo well i got the latter today and uh she absolutely would not help me period which i don't think is correct but that's a whole nother thing being in customer service as i am sometimes uh you know ticking off your paying customers is not generally a good idea only problem is they got kind of a monopoly around here so so be it, but I don't know what will ever come of that. But the, the upshot was it was going to Marquette, uh, which is 300-ish miles from Traverse City. Still in Michigan. It's uh, way up on Lake Superior. Uh, of course, Traverse City's down on uh, Lake Michigan. Up in the, uh, I guess if you look at the lake itself, we're in the northeastern part of, of Lake Michigan and uh, where Chicago is is in the uh, southwestern part. So we're kind of kitty corner across the lake from Chicago, you know, some 400 miles away or 300 miles away, something like that. But anyway, Marquette's way up the top of the Upper Peninsula, or Da UP as we say here. And it's uh, roughly 400 mile drive. Well, rather than fight with the airline and get it there later, because it would have been probably tomorrow before the part got there, 
you know, I pulled the part this morning early, five in the morning, and uh, I was trying to make a 6:45 flight. Well, that didn't work out. So the upshot is, I get to drive it to Marquette, which is good because I get paid a whole lot more to do that than I did uh, <laughs> than I would have to drop it off at the airlines. And uh, and I get to take a nice drive. I don't know how nice it is. I get to take a drive up in the uh, <laughs> up in the thing. You hear my uh, well, maybe you can't, but got my Nexus Seven here acting as a GPS, and uh, it's coming up on an intersection here, M32. That's Michigan Highway 32. It's uh, about four miles from Interstate 75 in Gaylord, Michigan. And like I said, I'm going to start-stop this, so uh, the next uh, thing you'll hear would be a little further down the road. I'm going to kind of do one of the old-fashioned, I remember back in the beginning of podcasting, uh, Trucker Tom, and he's still around doing it. He's got some 1,800 shows or something, he's still doing it two, three times a week, if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Of course, he, he also does like I do, he goes off into other topics, but... He's a uh, over-the-road truck driver, and uh, back when he first started, he would kind of do, uh, you know, kind of a sound-seeing tour of what he was seeing out the window as he was driving along, uh, you know, amongst other things, and that's kind of what I'll do here. Uh, the snow banks are, uh, I'm, I'm in a Chrysler minivan, so, he, you know, you all could uh, visualize that probably. Uh, just a little uh, bubble on four wheels. A boxy bubble, <laughs> and the snowbanks alongside the road here on, uh, on Highway 32 are oh at least as high as the uh, top of my rearview mirrors, and in other spots higher than that. But just the the basic snowbanks are are about even with my mirrors along the road. Road is uh, not quite dry, but not covered in snow or anything so it could be kind of black icy but I'm, I'm going reasonable speed but yeah I'm going to go up I-75 uh, go over the Mackinac Bridge uh, and then I'm not sure which way the GPS wants me to go but my inkling is, is I'm going to go on US-2 just over the bridge and that kind of follows uh, Lake Michigan across the top and then uh, at some point, I'll pick up, uh, I believe it's Highway 41 that cuts north through the Sini National Forest and up to the town of Marquette. Uh, Marquette is uh, near where the uh, old uh, K.I. Sawyer Air Force Base was. Now it's uh, Marquette International Airport. <laughs> it's a county-owned airport that's got a three-mile-long runway. It's kind of overkill but hey why not uh, if uh, they need to fix the runway all they have to do is close the part that they're working on and they can still land anything that would fly up there uh, President Obama was up there uh, a few years ago I guess uh, landed it at the old K.I. Sawyer International uh, Air Force Base whatever I don't even know what they I think they call it Sawyer International but anyway it's up up there, uh, also the home of Northern Michigan University, uh, which is, uh, I don't know, it's a pretty big university. They uh, specialize in mining. Uh, 
technology. Uh, used to be a, a big area for copper mines up there. And uh, I don't know what they what they teach now, but it's a lot of geology and, and mining technology. And, you know, plus they have all the other normal university stuff. Actually, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, being as sparsely populated as it is, has has three major universities. Uh, you know, in the in the southern half of Michigan, the Lower Peninsula. Of course, you got University of Michigan, Michigan State University, Wayne State, Cent- Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. You know, all those. But it's just kind of strange that uh, these are up in the UP like that, in sparsely populated. Areas, oh, well, the whole area, the whole thing up there is a big wilderness, with with towns scattered around. Uh, Marquette's probably the second biggest town up there, followed by Sault Ste. Marie, which has the uh, Lake Superior State University. That's the one that always comes out with a list of banned words every year uh, around New Year's. You probably heard them in the news. And uh, I don't exactly know what they specialize in. Uh, they kind of do everything. Uh, a couple of friends of mine just graduated as uh, uh, nurses up there, so they have a good nursing school. I don't know if they have a med school, but... And then uh, a little bit further north of Marquette, up in the Keweenaw Peninsula, which is uh, that little horn that sticks out uh, on the north part of the UP uh, into Lake Superior. Uh, way up there... Way up there, there's a uh, university called Michigan Tech University. And, uh, of course, they're, you know, technical college or university. And uh, I have a friend that lives up there. And uh, you might have heard of him. Uh, Brian uh, used to do a show called Audio Attitude back in the day. And uh, I think another, I think it, the, the first name he had was Procrastacast or something like that. And somebody talked him into uh, to changing that because it was really hard to uh, pronounce, spell, and, and find. So uh, he's up there still. I'm his partner, Joe. And uh, he works in the uh, mental health field, I believe. At least last I knew he did. I think he had some sort of career change or job change anyway uh, recently. I haven't talked to him lately. And, uh, and uh, Brian, if you're hearing this, uh, we need to talk. Because <laughs> I, I think he used to listen to my podcasts. Uh, of course, it's been so long since I've actually done one that uh, probably half of everybody dropped off. But, uh, oh well, such is life. Well, I'm just getting on the freeway here on uh, I-75 at Gaylord. So I got probably, uh, I don't know, 60, 70 miles to the bridge. So this will be the only stretch of interstate that I'm on uh, uh, for the trip. And then the rest is all uh, two-lane highways. But that's all right. Uh, like I said, uh, Gaylord right here is probably the snow capital of Michigan. And uh, uh, followed maybe by Marquette. Marquette gets a, t- a ton. And the whole UP does, but... Marquette gets it a little, little more so than uh, than some of the others because they get lake effect off of Lake Superior. Anyway, I'm going to uh, shut this off for now. I'll be back momentarily a little further down the road.
Well over 200 years ago, the earliest European explorers struggled against the treacherous currents and unpredictable winds which ruled the Straits of Mackinac, separating what was to become Michigan's upper and lower peninsulas. Early on, the Straits was recognized for their economic and strategic military values. In the 1700s, both the French and the English built forts overlooking the waterway and stationed armies to protect their interests. Travel and commerce between the two peninsulas was limited to whatever could be transported by boat or carried across the ice in the winter. When the upper and lower peninsulas became the state of Michigan in 1837, the problem was compounded. So near, yet so far were the opposing shores. For years, many dreamed of a bridge across the strait, but the technology to build such a structure had not been discovered. It was first proposed in 1884, and from that time until November 1st, 1957, Mighty Mac was known as the bridge that couldn't be built. Actual construction started in 1954 after financing was arranged to the sale of bonds to private investors. A total of $99,800,000 was necessary to complete the project. There were many obstacles to overcome and problems to solve in the design and construction of what was to become one of the safest and most beautiful spans ever built. The total length of the Mackinac Bridge is just 28 feet short of 5 miles. The two majestic towers soar 552 feet above the water and extend another 210 feet below the surface to rest on bedrock. With 8,344 feet from cable anchorage to cable anchorage, the mighty Mac is the Western Hemisphere's longest suspension bridge. Over 42,000 miles of wire are banded together to form the massive 24 and one-half inch diameter main cables. The roadbed is 199 feet above the water surface at mid-span. The water at mid-span is 295 feet deep. Prior to the bridge opening, Michigan Department of Transportation operated car ferries between Mackinac City and St. Ignace. In their last year of operation, these ferries accounted for some 900,000 vehicles crossing the straits. Currently, the bridge carries over 4.8 million vehicles each year. The Mackinac Bridge serves as the gateway to the unspoiled natural beauty of the Upper Peninsula. Winter in the Upper Peninsula is a snowmobiler's dream come true as thousands of acres of wilderness and forest are honeycombed with thousands of miles of spectacular groomed trails. The land of Longfellow's Hiawatha gets more than its fair share of snow each year, providing excellent trail riding from December to mid-March. Visitors to the Upper Peninsula in the winter find the only thing better than the snowmobiling is the warm Upper Peninsula hospitality. Affordable and friendly are the two words which best describe the hundreds of hotels, motels, and bed and breakfast inns. Many visitors are amazed to find snowmobilers are not only welcome, but appreciated. If you would like to know more about things to do and see around the Straits area or throughout Michigan's two magnificent peninsulas, visit one of the Michigan Department of Transportation's 13 welcome centers conveniently located throughout the state. There are two located in the Straits area. One is located at exit 338 on Nicolay Street in Mackinac City, and another in St. Ignace, just past the toll plaza on the north end of the bridge. Both allow easy access on and off I-75. The Mackinac Bridge Authority looks forward to your safe crossing of what we think is the world's most beautiful bridge. Be sure to follow the speed limit on the bridge, and remember while pulling a trailer to allow some extra safe stopping distance between your vehicle and the traffic ahead. We hope that your trip is enjoyable and that you'll visit the Straits of Mackinac again soon. You're listening to WHNC.
licensed to and operated by the Mackinac Bridge Authority. This message will now repeat. We made it to the UP across the mighty Mackinac Bridge. If, if my recording turned out, uh, you would have heard that just before I started talking. The uh, bridge information as you cross the bridge. <laughs> Probably not a great recording. I, I haven't listened to it yet, so maybe I won't even include it. In which case, uh, never mind. But let's see. It's about uh, quarter after nine in the morning. Uh, same day. Like I said, I'm going to try to get all this recorded today. And I'm uh, on U.S. Highway 2, uh, headed westbound. There's two ways to get to Marquette. I think this one's probably a little bit easier going today, especially since it's uh, clear skies, sunny, uh, about minus one degrees, but, <laughs> you know, can't have everything. And uh, the road seems uh, not snow-covered. I wouldn't say it's exactly dry, but as cold as it is, it is dry. It just has some dusting of snow. Uh, snow banks are a little bit smaller here than they were in Gaylord. And Lake Michigan is frozen as far as I can see. When I was going over the bridge, it was kind of neat seeing the shipping channels. The icebreakers went through and, and then the ships went through. But it's, uh, it's frozen up solid uh, as far as you can see out on the lake. Now, along this highway, there's a lot of places where you can see the lake and I fully expect that when I get a little further west here along the top of Lake Michigan I'll probably see some open water but you never know there's open water all around uh, Traverse City uh, Grand Traverse Bay uh, it's froze out a little ways on the East Bay and West Bay is not froze at all but that one doesn't usually freeze over until February and that's only if we stay cold it doesn't freeze every year, uh, but up here it's pretty regular for the lakes to freeze. So, so now I've seen two of the of the three Great Lakes that I'm going to see today. <laughs> so I'll be seeing Lake Superior here in a couple of hours, maybe three. I don't know what's it say here. It says I'll be uh, at my destination at 12:17. And I don't believe there's a time change. Somewhere up here there is a, a line where uh, you go into central time, but I believe it's west of Marquette. Uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, I just don't remember. I think it is west of Marquette. I think it's the part of uh, the UP that borders Wisconsin. They go on uh, Wisconsin time. So... Like I said, I'm not exactly sure where the where the time zone line is. But uh, Michigan is, 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 as it looks, it doesn't look like a very big place, but uh, you could drive, I want to say, 660 miles or something between the two far, furthest points and still be in Michigan. I mean, that's admittedly the, all the way to the western tip of the UP to all the way down in the corner there by uh, Toledo and, and the southeast part. But I, I want to say it was 600 and something miles. I, I, I don't remember the exact stat, but 
guess that's not important. You can look it up on Wikipedia, I'm sure. But, you know, for being a small state in the Midwest, uh, we, you know, it's sometimes long distances between places. And uh, like I said, this, this part of the trip is kind of the wild and woolly part. Well, along the lakeshore here, it's not so wild and woolly, but... There is not a lot of uh, houses built up on, on this shore here, uh, or businesses. I mean, you know, in spots there is, but it's not like, uh, you know, all along the Pacific Coast in California where, you know, everywhere they can have it, there's, well, maybe not everywhere, but, you know, anywhere near any uh, big cities, there's uh, just, you know, everybody's crowded to the, to the, to the uh, shoreline. Up here, it's not quite that way. I mean, there are spots, of course. Of course, I'm driving through a, a state park area right now, so there wouldn't be much in in the uh, as far as houses and whatnot. But this, you know, goes for I don't know. I think I go for another 60 miles or so, and then I turn north basically once I get up to the other side of Lake Michigan and then I turn north and up US 41 and uh, that takes me up to uh, Marquette which is like I said on the shoreline of Lake Superior you notice along here there's a lot of little tourist trappy places uh, just passing the Letho's yeah okay let me try that again Letho's pasties uh, pasty is kind of a uh, Oh, I don't know, meat pie sort of thing that uh, is real popular amongst the uh, Finlanders or Finnish people. And this whole uh, area of the UP is uh, a lot of a lot of Finns immigrated here and brought their pasties with them. And uh, anyway, so that's a that's a popular UP thing. Uh, and then there's you know all kinds of little uh, you know tourist trappy places and there's actually a place uh, on US 41 uh, west of Marquette I won't go over there but uh, on this trip but a little town called Ishpeming and there's actually a place there called the Youpers uh, tourist trap and it's a, uh, a comedy singing group called Da Youpers that uh, are from Ishpeming and they travel all over the Great Lakes area uh, with uh, with their UP humor and uh, and uh, songs and of course they got their little tourist trap where you can go in and buy their uh, CDs and and uh, all that. I was trying to think the last time I was in Marquette. Uh, it's not been or it's been a long time uh, back. Oh, I want to say mid 90s, early to mid 90s. I mean, 93, 94, 95, in that ballpark, I was uh, working for H&R Block. Uh, I was working for the district office in Traverse City, which covered uh, all of Michigan north of Grand Rapids, including Da UP, <laughs> or at least over to Marquette. The, and that was the furthest out office. Well, actually, Ishpeming, I guess, but Marquette area. Ishpeming, Marquette, and uh, Munising were offices under uh, the Traverse City District and I was their uh, computer guy 
And that's when they were just getting into uh, networking the offices. So they'd have a server at each office that connected to the Internet. And uh, then they had, uh, you know, you had to wire up all the desks and uh, set up all the desktops. And that was back in the Windows, uh, I want to say when I first started, it was Windows 3.1. And then it went to Windows 95 uh, right in that time frame. So I would make numerous trips up here uh, during the tax season, which is now through April 15th. I'd be up here probably two, three times. And uh, I, I don't remember the weather being this nice. <laughs> so I, I guess uh, I picked a good day to come up here. But uh, I was trying to think, like I said, the last time I was up here, I, I'll bet you it was probably 96 maybe or 97. So been a good 15 years working 16 yeah hell I don't know time flies when you're having fun it's, you know, even driving for this courier company it's pretty uh, pretty rare to, to get something going to Marquette uh, I said most of the time if the airlines cooperate we use the airlines but what the heck I didn't have anything going on today anyway so I volunteered to just drive it up I don't know if it saved them any money. Probably cost them a little extra, but at least they'll get it there. Uh, probably get it there a little sooner than the airlines would have. I'll have to look at that when I drop off. I have to look and see what that flight was and uh, <laughs> see if it see if the flight even got to Marquette before I did, because it had to go through Detroit. There's no direct flights uh, between Traverse City and Marquette. I think Marquette mostly, their airplanes either go to Detroit or Minneapolis. It's like Traverse City, they either go to Chicago or Detroit. Uh, and then in the summer they go other places, but wintertime it's just Chicago and Detroit. Uh, I think I think in the summer they do uh, LaGuardia, Kennedy in New York. And uh, they got one to Denver, one to Dallas, you know, every day. And I'm trying to think of where else. There was one other town that I thought was kind of weird, but they go anyway. And they go to Minneapolis, of course, uh, in the summer. But anyway, so yeah, I'm just driving along the dunes here. Of course, no sand is showing, but some of the uh, beach grass is showing up through the <laughs> up through the dunes. That's kind of neat. And. Uh, I still don't see any open water. It's just ice as far as the eye can see. And at this point, I can actually see part of the lower peninsula. Uh, but that won't last too long because I'm about even with it. <laughs> That's right there at the uh, northern tip of Lake Michigan. And the highway, I mean, literally is uh, half a football field. The, the white line on the other side of the road is a half a football field from the water so this goes just hugs the shore here for a couple of miles and it's it's really quite beautiful it kind of looks like a, a snow desert <laughs> out on the lake and of course there's a little cloud bank uh, south of here but yeah it's severe clear uh, north and east west uh, and the sun is really nice and strong. I haven't seen it in a while. I had to break out the sunglasses uh, just because of all the white snow and with the sun beating down. So, but 
That's all right. So let's see, what else has been happening? Uh, I've been, uh, as far as podcasting goes, I have been semi-regular over at podcastingtechcoach.com. My podcast about podcasting. I uh, decided to uh, retire Geek of the North, although I'm keeping the website open and we'll do something with that periodically. But no longer going to be trying to uh, produce a podcast over there. It's just, uh, you know, not. I don't know what it is. It just. It, it's one of those things where, eh, it's fun to do when I get the when the mood strikes me. But uh, to have it be something that is scheduled just isn't that much fun. I am going to be rebranding podcasting tech coach uh, rebranding that to uh, a name that I'll announce later so keep uh, keep an eye out for that of course if you're subscribed to podcasting tech coach you won't have to do anything it'll uh, automatically uh, switch to the new website new feed and uh, the new branding branding it with something a little more catchy than that and a little easier to remember and it goes along with a book that I'm going to be releasing if I uh, get a chance to work on it uh, hopefully uh, this spring uh, or maybe even sooner I don't know but uh, geez, as I'm driving along the lake here it looks like the wind is picked up out there and there's like a uh, a cloud of snow <laughs> right down on the water, right down on the ice. Not the water. Well, I guess ice is water. But it uh, kind of looks neat. Looks like a, a sandstorm would in the desert, except for it's just pure white. And uh, being that everything else is white around it, it, it kind of all blends together. Kind of neat. And let's see. Still doing, uh, doing the raw voice and blueberry stuff as I alluded to earlier uh, and uh, not, not a whole lot well, I mean there's a lot coming uh, with that uh, some announcements that are coming out here soon that, that uh, I've been working on over there and, but uh, you know nothing earth shattering just yet uh, some new services I, I guess uh, I'm really not completely in the loop on it and uh, it's just as well because I'm busy with what I'm doing I did not go to CES this year or the New Media Expo. I was uh, tentatively thinking about it and uh, just decided with a new job it just wasn't a good time to take a week off to go to Vegas and work that hard. <laughs> Those guys uh, work their butts off for that show every year over at Tech Podcast Network. Uh, Todd and Jeffrey and, and uh, most of the time Andy. Andy didn't go this year either he had a, another commitment with a client of his and couldn't make it but uh, Daniel J. Lewis from uh, Audacity to Podcast amongst other things uh, he was there he was a new guy and I, for the life of me can't remember his name a new on-air guy for TPN uh, but he was quite good uh, of course Jamie Davis and his crew from uh, ProMed Network were there and uh, 
they did uh, they did some good uh, good videos. Uh, I'll probably get involved in in uh, editing some of that uh, video at some point uh, in the next uh, month or so. But uh, I watched you know some of the live broadcasting. I didn't get to watch as much as I would have had I been there and running the board. <laughs> But uh, they did a good job, what I saw of it, and uh, their glitches were minimal, so that's good. Uh, they're, they're getting the hang of everything. The first couple times I did it, uh, you know, we had our glitches, but uh, it pulled it off pretty good either, you know, each time. And uh, I look forward to next year. I, I do plan on at least going to New Media Expo next year. If it's uh, you know same, similar arrangement to how it's been the last couple, uh, in, you know just before uh, CES, and then of course I'll probably do CES while I'm there. But uh, this year was just a little uh, a little weird uh, as far as you know financially and uh, changing jobs and and uh, only a lot of little transitions. I uh, got rid of the house out in Lake Ann, so I'm no longer a landlord. So, uh, where I started the original Benzoid report is now occupied by somebody else. <laughs> and uh, I haven't lived there in almost eight years. And it was good to uh, finally uh, be free of, of that responsibility. And uh, that worked out quite well. And uh, now that that's gone... Uh, Kathy and I are debt-free other than the house we live in, and uh, we really don't owe all that much on that either, so uh, maybe uh, any luck in the next couple years, next few years, if things go the way I want them to, we'll be debt-free on that too. Of course, it'll be just in time for uh, all the cars to wear out, and <laughs> let's hope not. I like driving the older cars that are paid for versus the newer cars that are not paid for. So I'll, I'll take a little inconvenience once in a while. I just hope this thing doesn't die when I'm uh, out in the middle of the Sini Forest, the Sini National Forest, uh, uh, far from anywhere. I don't even know how the cell coverage is up here. Uh, in fact, the last time I was up here, I have to remember that, I had an old bag phone. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was one of those, uh, you know, it was a bag about the size of a football uh, that had a big honking battery in it and a big honking transmitter in it and then you know regular phone receiver sort of thing on the on the top of it and you plugged it into your cigarette lighter and and uh, if you had an external antenna you stick that out on the roof or whatever or the car because i remember that i uh, it was uh, through CenturyTel was the name of the cell company which got bought by uh altel which got bought by Verizon, so I'm still on Verizon today. Same phone number, too. But, yeah, that was when I had the bag phone. That was the last time I was up here. Wow, that's that's got to be a while. <laughs> uh, I've been on this stretch of road since then because we do go. Uh, I haven't in the last couple of years, but before that, every year we used to go to a place called Grand Marais, and uh, one of the ways to get there is to uh, go on US-2 here. And, and uh, you cut north. Oh, I don't remember where exactly to get up there. 
or you could go up to Newberry through uh, Highway F- Highway 28, I guess. I know that's all boring and stuff, but this place is north of Newberry, so I've I have been along here for a little while longer. It doesn't look like it's built up a whole lot yet. Uh, I'll be interested to see how Marquette looks after 15 years of not being there. Uh, I don't imagine it's really sprouted too much, but hey, you never know. Uh, Traverse City has, and just about everywhere else Ben has. So I guess Marquette probably could have. We're finally getting to the stretch of US-2 here. We're uh, more into the woods. I still can see the lake through the through a thin bunch of trees. Oh, there's the uh, rumble strip. <laughs> but anyway, US-2 turns into a two-lane here from a four-lane. And uh, Like I said, the whole trip, other than that 60 or so miles on I-75, is, uh, is all two-lane or non-freeway roads. In fact, the only piece of freeway in the UP is from the Mackinac Bridge up to Sault Ste. Marie, which I believe is 50-some miles, and that's it. There's no uh, freeways anywhere else up here. Uh, so, what else? Uh, yeah, Along with the job change, uh, I uh, had to get better contacts. I my uh, prescription had changed enough to where, uh, you know, the old contacts were good for uh, driving and, you know, normal stuff. But uh, trying to stare at a uh, computer all day and look at a uh, little type on uh, business cards and, and brochures and whatnot, uh, it was just too much. And so I ended up getting a new prescription, and man, does that make a difference. I... Uh, I still carry cheaters, but I almost never need them with the contacts. Uh, you know, before with the old contacts, I had a, uh, I think there were two power cheaters. So whenever I had to do paperwork or whatever, it's, it seems that I could see stuff on the computer and see stuff on my phone and the tablet and whatever. I could see that just fine uh, to a point. But if I had to look at something on paper, it was a lot harder. Now, I've, like I said, rarely take the cheaters out of my pocket, and they're only one-power cheaters at that. Uh, every once in a while, you know, if I'm going to pull a serial number off of something or, you know, something that's not lit well, uh, then I need to break them out. But it's really been nice, and I'm getting used to sticking my finger in my eye more so than I had before. So this morning I got up, and it took me maybe... I don't know, 30 seconds to get both contacts in and feeling good. Where There was times where I'd have to allocate 10 minutes or more to get them in, and it was frustrating. But so once you get the hang of it, and it took me over a year to get the hang of it, <laughs> they're not so bad. So anyway, I'm, like I said, just uh, we're looking at the GPS here. Looks like I got 40 miles to my turn, and uh, that'll take me up this, up through Sini, uh, and uh, that'll be nice. So I think I'm going to kick back, turn on, uh, I think I'm listening to security now. I'm going to turn that on, listen to that for a little while, and, uh, and I will uh, resume a little further down the road. And 
In case you're really familiar, I'm just going over the Cut River Bridge on US 2. Talk to you in a sec. And now, the 10 a.m. weather conditions across Michigan's Upper Peninsula. At Newberry, the wind was calm. The barometric pressure was 29.82 inches and rising. Sault Ste. Marie reported mostly sunny skies with a temperature of 10. Kenris had sunny skies with a temperature of 12. Mackinac Island reported mostly sunny skies with a temperature of 14. Manistique reported cloudy skies with a temperature of 15. Sawyer International Airport had mostly sunny skies with a temperature of 3. Menominee reported a temperature of 1. Houghton Airport had light snow with a temperature of 12. Ironwood reported a temperature of 3. Elsewhere across the western Great Lakes, fog was reported with a temperature of 12 at Detroit and 6 at Green Bay. It was cloudy with a temperature of 22 at Traverse City and 17 at Gaylord. Alright, back with you. Let's see, it's now a couple hours later. I'm up on uh, M28, uh, about 15 miles from Munising, Michigan. Uh, up, uh, that's right on the uh, Lake Michigan shore, or Lake Superior shoreline. And I uh, already crossed through the Sini National Wildlife Refuge slash National Forest. And uh, just on a desolate stretch of UP Highway here. Uh, a lot of snow-covered trees. Uh, the snow's coming down. The, the sun kind of went behind the clouds and on and off. I'm uh, in what's known as a lake effect band, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only time it snows when it's sunny. Of course, it's not. The sun's kind of behind a cloud right now, but it comes and goes. The road's not bad, and there's nobody uh, as far as I can see their direction on this road. So I'm out here all by myself. Oh, there's a truck coming finally, but. Uh, pretty uh, deserted it's kind of nice but, uh, yeah right after I uh, signed off last time there uh, <laughs> I started to get into the lake effect that's what that uh, cloud I saw coming across Lake Michigan was and uh, now I'm getting the lake effect from from Superior I imagine I guess I don't know which way the wind is blowing but uh, that happens we're used to it around Traverse City. We get it all the time. At least the first half of the winter. Usually uh, by the end of January, the lake has gotten cold enough that it no longer produces lake effect or very little. So it makes uh, February kind of boring. Uh, if we get any snow, it's usually what we know, what we call system snow or Alberta clippers which we've been having a lot of this year. That reminds me of uh, that big cool snap we had uh, a while back. Everybody was talking about the Arctic Vortex. Oh my gosh, there's an Arctic Vortex. Well, there's always an Arctic Vortex. It just doesn't usually slip down here. It usually stays up in the Arctic where it belongs. And, uh, every once in a while it slides south and... and uh, of course, you know, the news media has to come up with some, you know, new catchphrase for everything. You know, like the Weather Channel naming winter storms. That's about the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, and they're really pushing it. And, of course, 
Weather Channel is owned by NBC. So uh, NBC also uses the storm names, which, like I said, a winter storm isn't like a hurricane. Uh, it doesn't stay together. It kind of splits up and goes all sorts of directions. And, you know, and that vortex, I heard somebody say it was like a hurricane. No, it's not like a hurricane. It's always there. It just slows down in the summer months and speeds up in the winter months. And every once in a while it slips off the top and touches us a little bit here. Uh, people in Canada know all about that. And uh, let's see, coming into a little town here. Uh, what is the name of the little town? Shingleton. Not Singleton. Shingleton. <laughs> Maybe I read that wrong. Might take my sunglasses off here, but uh, another pasty place and a gas station that's uh, thirty cents more expensive per gallon than <laughs> Traverse City. So yeah, we're ten miles from Munising, and I got about fifty-five miles to go to my destination in Marquette, according to Tom uh, Tom on the. Nexus 7. And, uh, but anyway, getting back to that, the winter storm names and all that. This winter we've had more snow in Traverse City uh, this year so far than we've had in the last four or five years all season. And it hasn't really let up. Uh, started, you know, Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving, maybe a little before Thanksgiving. And other than a couple of days, we had a little warm-up. Uh, was it last week? Uh, the week before? I don't remember. After, right after that cold snap, it went up to the 40s for a day or two. But we didn't get the big meltdown like, uh, you know, sometimes we get the January thaw where, you know, all the snow will go away completely. But we just had too much snow. But but every, you know, ever since uh, Thanksgiving, just before Thanksgiving, it's snow's been covering the ground completely, which is actually good because it gets my driveway nice and packed down, and so I get a nice, nice packed snow base on it and makes it a lot easier to plow. You know, when it melts off, you get a slush, and, and if it melts off completely and then next time it snows, you, you know, snowblower's picking up dirt and rocks and stuff from the driveway of course I didn't rake uh, leaves as, as well you know it's usually after Thanksgiving we got one more chance to rake leaves before the, the snow comes and covers the yard well we didn't get that this year so there's leaves underneath my snow and uh, when I'm blowing snow and if I dig down too much with the snow blower it, uh, I start blowing leaves all over the place so it's nice that it stayed. I'd much rather have this than, you know, melt and and then back to snow and then melt and then go back to snow like we've had for, you know, several years. It's also kind of strange. I went all the way through the Sini National Forest, all up uh, US-2 and all that, and I didn't see any snowmobiles on the snow. I've seen some on the back of pickup trucks and on trailers and stuff, but... And then now I'm just coming up on the first bunch of snowmobiles I've seen uh, since I've been on this trip. Which is really odd because it would be a perfect day for snowmobiling. 
Apparently there's a big trail right here and uh, there's a bunch of them lined up to cross. Uh, they're just waiting for me to go by. And, uh, yeah, definitely a big trail. So It's a lot of fun. We used to come up here when I was a kid in snowmobile, but you know, as they, they say, uh, uh, old Youper's bit. Says you got a wife, you got a kid, you got a house, you got a car, you got a pickup truck. What do you need a snowmobile for? Ain't you got enough problems? <laughs> and uh, that's true. Hey, I'm just crossing the uh, railroad tracks. And uh, what's significant about this, uh, the railroad tracks are the uh, Trans-Canadian Railroad. Not the, not the Trans-U.S., it's the Trans-Canadian Railroad, uh, also known as the Sioux Line, and uh, if you look it up on Wikipedia, the Trans-Canadian Railway actually dips into Minnesota and comes across Minnesota and northern Wisconsin and into the UP of Michigan and then crosses back over at Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, which is across the river from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. So it's always kind of interesting to see the Trans-Canada railway signs when you're still in the U.S. So anyway, like I said, this is kind of a a sound-seeing tour, I guess, or I don't know, just a way to burn up time while I'm driving through the snow here. (laughs) Like I said, I remember Trucker Tom doing that all the time uh, back in the day, and he still does some of it. Uh, Like I said, he's... I think he's up to show eight hundred or eighteen hundred or I don't have to look. I, I've got it on my iPod. And speaking of iPods, uh, my uh, generation four, I think it was iPod Touch, developed a an issue where the uh, big thirty-pin connector, which you know they've since replaced with the the little connector. What they call it, lightning connector, I guess. A little eight pin thing, size of a, a mini USB, but not a mini USB. But uh, the 30 pin connector, the latch on one side wouldn't latch. That wasn't much of a problem. I just push it in and you know, I plug it into my stereo here in the car, and it wasn't any big deal. It would, it would hold. And then the other side got weak, and then I'd go over a bump. And, you know, all of a sudden my uh, iPod would disconnect from the stereo, and that got to be a pain. So I uh, I did bite the bullet and get a, a Gen 5 iPod touch with a new lightning connector, and that works much better. And it's got the bigger screen. But uh, I think I've come to a conclusion that I'm going to end up getting an iPhone it's not because I think iPhone's better than Android. It's not really that. It's I'm tired of carrying around multiple devices all the time. And uh, the more I can combine devices, the better. Uh, you know, I've got the Nexus 7, and that's great for a tablet, small. And that combines uh, the Kindle that I used to have with uh, a, a tablet. So that kind of help there and then uh, I'm going to look for my turn here I got four miles 
And then now I'm thinking, well, I'm going to combine the phone and the iPod. Because, yeah, I know I could use my Android phone, but it won't interface with my car stereo. Uh, or at least this one won't. I guess I, I could buy another car stereo that, that would work with Android. But I kind of like the way uh, iPods work and iPhones, so I think I'll, I'll go that route. And, uh, oh, wow. Totally off the uh, totally off the subject, but uh, Shopco. <laughs> Just passing a Shopco store. You don't see those uh, in the Lower Peninsula. I don't know if they're national or not, but uh, there's definitely none down uh, where I live. Another thing that's more popular up here than uh, than it is down there is uh, holiday stores. You probably never heard of it. Holiday gas stations. It's actually a couple of them around Traverse City, but they're not uh, as popular up here. There's holiday stores everywhere, and, uh, and up here there's not very many Speedway stores, which we've got a ton of uh, around Traverse City and all over Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, uh, my normal stomping grounds. But, yeah, totally got sidetracked there uh, with the Shopco thing. <laughs> and now I don't even remember what I was talking about. I guess it's all right, since it's my podcast, and it's uh, essentially about nothing. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what little town that was that I just sort of drove through, or if I'm on the south end of uh, of Munising. I guess that's probably what it is. This is the uh, outskirts of the thriving metropolis of Munising. I know the last time I was up here was like 94, <laughs> 95. I used to have that block office up here at Munising, and pretty sure that was long gone. The thing I remember about it specifically was it was a shared office space, you know, one of those, you know, rent a couple of offices in this office building, small office building. And the heat wasn't controlled by the tenant; it was controlled by whoever else. But uh, it had a the old the old style uh, radiators, you know, radiator and boiler system. And that office was 85 degrees in the winter time, which you'd think would be nice. But man, you could roast. I remember working on stuff, you know, uh, running cables under the. They were behind the desks and whatever, next, next to that big old radiator, and uh, just sweat dripping on me. I had the windows open, the doors open. <laughs> there was a blizzard going on outside, and I was still overheated. That's all I remember about it. I probably couldn't even find the building if uh, if I wanted to. But I know it was in Munising. And, uh, I remember one time we left there in a blizzard, and... By the time we got to the Mackinac Bridge, I'd been in four-wheel drive the whole time. Yeah, there we go. We're in the Munising city limits right here. But uh, by the time we got to the bridge, it had turned to freezing rain. And all the way from the bridge to Traverse City, I had to stop about every four miles to de-ice my windshield wipers. They would literally, the ice would just build up on them and they'd be uh, six inches away from the the uh windshield it was it was nuts so okay i gotta make a left here wow that's another thing you don't see hardy's oh boy 
We'd definitely have to uh, make a stop there. I, I feel a $6 burger coming on. For those of you out west, it's exactly the same thing as Carl's Jr. Uh, I mean, exactly. It's just the, the eastern one. But we don't have any of those down Traverse City area. So definitely have to remember that for the return trip. Uh, although I think there is one in Marquette, and I'll probably go to that one. But uh, I haven't been to Hardy's in a long time. I think the last time I was in a Hardy's, wasn't even a Hardy's, it was a Carl's Jr. And I think it was in Ontario, California. It'd probably be 2007. Uh, it was, I think it was the second Portable Media Expo. That's uh, now uh, Blog World New Media Expo out there in Ontario. So. Okay, it says I got 38 miles to the next turn. So I didn't end up going over to 41. Eventually I will hit 41, but uh, GPS said this was a better route, so uh, who might argue? Go up to Munising and then across. And I should get my first view of Lake Superior right there. Yep, there's Lake Superior. So there's uh, Great Lake number three for the day. <laughs> It's another thing you don't see uh, in other parts of the country is the uh, seasonal Dairy Queen. You know, most of the Dairy Queens now are, you know, kind of like McDonald's, fast food places that happen to have ice cream. Uh, up here, they still have the old walk-up Dairy Queens that are just uh, uh, ice cream places. And uh, there's one there closed for the season. There's a lot of stuff that's closed for the season up here. A lot of hotels, there's probably, oh, around Mackinac City, there's probably 40 hotels. And I believe there's two that are open in the winter. All the rest are closed up for the winter. Uh, maybe there's more now, but uh, a while back there wasn't that many. Traverse City used to be that way, but now uh, they're... All year round, most of them. There's a few of them that close for the season, but not very many. So, but, you know, now I'm on uh, Long Lake Superior. If I remember correctly, up ahead here, there's a casino. And across the street from the casino is where the road goes really close to Lake Superior. And I was up here one time, the wind was kicking up so so much that the waves were landing on the road you had to run your windshield wipers to uh, get through it it was in the summer uh, imagine it gets pretty wild in the winter time when it gets that much unless it's froze but what I seen when I got my little glimpse of Lake Superior it wasn't froze out that far <laughs> but maybe I'm looking in the wrong place but anyway I thought I'd make a little report here, and uh, I'll uh, turn this on probably after I've dropped off and and uh, checked the flight and had lunch and all that. And I'll give you another uh, another little bit here. I appreciate you sticking with me, and I'll get a little more regular at doing these uh, Mike Dell's World podcasts. Uh, it's a uh, Kind of therapeutic sometimes, just to get this get stuff off your chest and and uh, all that. Uh, I might even throw some Youper's music in here. It depends on how long all this uh, ends up being. I don't want to 
you know, stretch it out to two hours or anything. But, uh, you know, if I get, if it's in under an hour, maybe I'll throw a youper song or two in there just, just because it's, uh, it's interesting to me. Anyway, you might get a kick out of it too. And I hear their accent. Youpers, uh, uh, the true youpers have a, a uh, definite accent. So, uh, and I'm about two miles from Christmas. Uh, a town in Michigan called Christmas. And uh, there's the Kiwaden Casino there. Uh, Kathy and I are planning a trip right here. <laughs> Come up here and spend the weekend at uh, Christmas in the hotel by the casino. Uh, just for something to do and get away from town. But... Uh, Heck, if I'd have been thinking, I'd have told her to pack her bags and we could have spent one night up here. Oh, well, I guess we'll probably do two. <laughs> and uh, going by a little lake here, there's all kinds of ice shanties out on it. Uh, uh, call that Tip-Up Town. Actually, it's on Houghton Lake, but hey, why not here too? But uh, looks like a little uh, village popped up on the on the lake here. <laughs> I wonder if they're getting fish. I wonder what kind of fish they're getting. Haven't done that in years and years either. Uh, something about uh, sitting out on the ice in the winter just doesn't compute anymore. But uh, apparently a lot of people like to do it because there's a whole lot of those ice shanties out there and I see people walking around. So, Yeehaw. More in a little bit. All right, back after, uh, I don't know, it's been a few hours. I went ahead and made the drop-off in Marquette. And uh, I did check, and uh, we got there 45 minutes before the airplane would have had I got it on the airlines. So uh, that worked out pretty good. And in the interim, I got a phone call from dispatch saying, Hey, on your way back to Traverse City, swing through Petoskey and... We got another pickup there that goes to the airport in the morning, different airlines, so shouldn't be a problem. So, kind of get paid uh, uh, twice for the same driving, which is good. So that's where I'm headed now. Should be there in about oh I don't know hour and forty five minutes or so, and then uh, from there it's an hour to the house. So making uh, making good time. The sunshine was there briefly in uh, Marquette and then uh, got back to uh, where was it Munising it got back in the snow but it wasn't too bad uh, just a little flake here and there now I'm kind of going in and out of the sun uh, back along US 2 headed for the bridge I got about uh, I don't know 35 miles to go running along Lake Michigan again uh, the frozen tundra there <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm fairly close to Ingadine maybe or Nabinway I don't know haven't really been paying close attention to exactly where I was the GPS is telling me when to go and when to turn and so that's what I'm doing <laughs> following the GPS uh, as I was uh, driving along I, I remember I said I was going to rebrand podcasting tech coach and that I've got a book coming out 
Well, I settled on a title for the book, and I think I'm going to title the podcast the same. So uh, I'm still going to not mention what the uh, <laughs> what that all uh, means or what that's all going to be right away because I want to get a little closer to the release date to do all that. But uh, uh, I want you to think about something, and if you come up with a, a good... A good answer to my question, uh, go ahead and email me or Facebook or Twitter or whatever and see if you can find a uh, another uh, acronym for the two letters BS. <laughs> of course, we all know what BS stands for most of the time, and it's not Barbara Streisand. But I want something a little more politically correct. It might just mean the same thing. So uh, I've got an idea of one. But as, a, as an exercise, uh, you know, if you've come up with something, you know, that the, the letters BS could stand for that would mean kind of the same thing, uh, let me know. Uh, say, uh, I, I, like I said, I have a pretty good idea what I want to do, but and believe me, it's all related. So, so that's the good thing about getting windshield time. You get a lot of time to think and uh, come up with ideas. And I always like to keep moving towards something or another, and that's good to have a goal. And so, getting that book done is going to be a, a project. Uh, that I should be able to get done, I would think, in the next month or two. Hey, the sun's coming out. Yeah, I gotta put my sunglasses on because uh, over the lake here, it's uh, the lake is just pure white. <laughs> Makes it extremely bright. But it's good to have some sunshine. It's been a lot of days since we've had good sunshine, and uh, you can only drink so much vitamin D milk. Should get some of it naturally. I don't know how much I'm getting through the windshield <laughs> or through the side windows on the on the minivan here. Eh, switching gears a little. Uh, found out today that uh, one of my coworkers at the courier company who had the oldest living example of a Chrysler minivan still in active service. <laughs> Uh, well, his van finally died, and so it was uh, towed off to the junk man, and he uh, bought himself a a much newer uh, van. But in the end, he got 476,000 miles out of a 99, uh, I think it was a Dodge Grand Caravan, you know, one of those Chrysler minivans. And uh had the original transmission in it. It's never been rebuilt or looked at. The original engine, never been rebuilt. He's had se- several other little things go wrong, you know, you know, brakes and radiators and alternators and air conditioning. And, you know, he's had a lot of other stuff go wrong and nearly half a million miles. But just to show you, you take care of a vehicle, it'll take care of you. Uh, he was very religious at doing the transmission service, uh, according to the book, and 
and uh, changing his oil all the time and just making sure all the fluids were where they're supposed to be and and uh, you know generally you know didn't drive it you know like a madman and, and, uh, and I, I do pretty much that way too I, I drive pretty tame although uh, every once in a while I get in a hurry and I might run the speed up a little bit but for the most part I, you know not in that big a hurry in fact, you know, when I take long trips, like when I've taken the Columbus trips or the Chicago trips, uh, I get out on the freeway and set it, set the cruise at like 62, even though the speed limit's 70 most of the way. And not only do I get better gas mileage, it's not as stressful. And uh, I think it makes the vehicles last longer. I've got, you know, around 150,000 on this one. And uh, I think it's good for another, uh, at least another 150. If uh, my buddy's old van was any indication. Of course, I still have the Subaru. That one's at 180,000. <laughs> my wife's driving that one now. And the Cadillac has uh, reverted to the third vehicle. I've got an old 99 Escalade. That's got about 150, 160,000 on it, but that one's for pulling the camper. And if either of the other two break down, we've got that in reserve. And, and it doesn't owe us anything, so why not? But so that, that was, like I said, that was a little bit of weird news there. Uh, not seeing uh, him in that old, uh, old van. <laughs> it was trying to figure out oh, who the heck is this guy was I was pulling into the warehouse and he was backing up to the door to go do his run this morning and uh it was a nice newer I think it was a I think he bought an 08 or an 09 but it used of course and uh it really looked nice uh, this one's an 06 that's a, the I think it's the second to the last year of this body style and they changed to the more boxy body style this one's the, the all the streamlined one the big windshield and yeah it's not cool it's not a cool car it's not a fashion statement uh, it's uh one thing it is though is it's very stealthy <laughs> what i mean by that is when i was driving more recognizable vehicles you know, when I had my green Mazda truck, uh, you know, I had big tires on it and ham antennas all over it. And, you know, it was pretty obvious who owned it or not who, but uh, it was a very distinctive looking vehicle. So, you know, I'd be somewhere, oh, yeah, I saw you over at such and such. And I saw you here and I saw you there. I don't get that at all with this. This thing just blends into the woodwork. There's 80 gazillion of them around. And, <laughs> and uh, so it's really quite something uh, nobody notices you I go right by somebody that uh, that I know or family or whatever and uh, wave at them and they're just oblivious so uh, if you ever want to drive around and not be noticed uh, I recommend the uh, Dodge Grand Caravans <laughs> but uh, like I said they're they're obviously not I don't know, but it's they're well built. I guess what I'm saying is they're not handcrafted like you know that Subaru. You get in that thing, and everything's tight. 
and uh, you know it's got leather wrapped steering wheel and heated seats and you know just just exudes quality whereas this you know it's just plain you know plastic steering wheel plastic everywhere uh you know simple simple seats but man i'll tell you this thing's comfortable I, you know i've been sitting here uh, basically since five in the morning or six in the morning and it's now 3.30-ish in the afternoon. And I don't feel like I've been driving all day. I feel like I've been sitting in my recliner. Uh, minus falling asleep. So i got to say, one thing, you know, the driver's seat at least is uh, extremely comfortable. And doesn't ride badly. And you got uh, lots of room for stuff. <laughs> so I guess... Uh, don't need to have a cool vehicle and if i'd have done the same trip in the subaru even though the subaru is real quality feeling uh, and it also has all-wheel drive and, and kick butt snow tires i wouldn't feel nearly as relaxed at this point of the day because i've done it i drove that for nearly a year doing this courier work and uh, it was great you, you always knew you were going to get there uh, you know no matter what the weather was but it certainly wasn't as relaxing as this. I guess the only thing better than this would be maybe a full-size van, but then again, with a full-size van, you're sucking a lot more fuel, and, and they're probably worse in the snow. This is at least front-wheel drive. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just rambling at this point. Uh, like I said, running along Lake Michigan here on US-2. We'll be uh, crossing the Mighty Mac yet again here shortly. And then I got about an hour from there to my pickup in Petoskey. And then, uh, as I said, another yeah, hour-ish, get home, maybe a little less than an hour. Then I get up in the morning and go to the airport. Uh, I don't have to get up too early tomorrow, which will be good. Is that uh, Getting up at 5 o'clock this morning was not... Uh, necessarily my plan but eh, whatever and the funny thing is i'm not on call this weekend we got this thing called you know where i'm on call certain days uh usually it's a friday saturday or sunday uh, since i'm just a part-timer and i was on call all last sunday and never got a call and today i had three they had one other little short one this morning too well, they were supposed to both be short, as we, I explained earlier, but and then I got this uh, backhaul one uh, on the way home, so that, uh, that worked out. Actually, uh, if I was to get one more uh, Petoskey or Gaylord run this weekend, I would will have made more money this weekend than I did uh, all week at my uh, day job. <laughs> the one good thing about the driving gig the problem is is the work's not steady i can uh you know when i was doing it full time i might have a 400 dollar day followed by three days of nothing and then uh just when i plan on going to do something else they call and i gotta go do something and you know it's a little disruptive although i have to say i enjoy the driving uh, slightly better than uh, pushing a mouse around the desk at, at my day job, but 
a little mix of both is is good and uh, it worked out well uh, we didn't have anything planned today to speak of uh, i got to get all my tax stuff together uh, uh, got to send my uh, quarterly taxes in uh, i believe monday uh, i don't know they were due it said the 18th which is today but I believe if it falls on a Saturday, it goes to the next Monday. And, and you know, with quarterly estimates, I think they're pretty much voluntary. Uh, so I'll just get it when I get it. And uh, and since I've been working a regular job for four months out of the year, or three and a half, uh, I suppose I, I may even get a uh, refund. That would be nice for a change. Well, it's kind of weird getting a W-2. I haven't had one of those in three years. So. <laughs> All been 1099s and, uh, and uh, self-reporting, being self-unemployed, I mean self-employed. So now I'm kind of a combination. I do some self-employment, obviously, and then some, uh, uh, some uh, uh, W-2 work as an employee. The other cool thing about getting the employed job is it cut my uh, health insurance costs down considerably. <laughs> uh, instead of uh, paying for it all out of pocket, uh, the company picks up a good portion of it. And I guess that's a good thing. I won't even get into the whole Obamacare thing. I I don't understand how it helps anybody, but. Whatever works. I'm covered simply because I want to be, not because they tell me I have to. As, uh, you know, just one one oops and uh, can put you in the poorhouse if you're not uh, adequately insured. But I also believe that's my responsibility and not the government's. Eh, enough of that. Well, I don't know if this will be the last update on this trip or not. But I guess we'll see. Still got about 20 minutes before I hit the bridge. and I think I'm going to uh, stop uh, just over the bridge and get a, uh, a fresh beverage and, and uh, shake my legs a little bit and, and uh, continue on. So, and uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> just drove by a guardrail that looked like somebody hit the end of it. And uh, it looked very much like a pretzel. I'm not just saying that. It, it was basically the shape of a pretzel. Uh, the whole uh, first 20 feet of the guardrail. So that had to leave a mark. So anyway, with that, I'll uh, catch you next time. <laughs>